0: Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that.
1: Hello and welcome to TV Concierge, a daily podcast where Ringer staffers help you navigate the crowded TV landscape. I'm Chris Ryan, and today I'm joined by my homie, Juliette Littman, to discuss the Netflix docuseries Formula One Drive to Survive. Juliette, why should I watch a show about rich guys driving cars?
0: Chris, it's so much more than that. Formula One Drive to Survive has single-handedly turned me into a Formula One fan. It basically takes this extremely... Rarified international sport combines it with the real housewives and spits out this incredibly compelling docuseries. that takes you behind the scenes of a sport in kind of real time, but like plus one year. So basically there's two seasons and each season follows a year of formula one. So season one is the 2018 season season two is a 2019 season. And each episode is structured around one of the grand prix that comprises the season. And it introduces you to all the major characters and i would have been in so much sooner had i known that like this was the sport of the uber wealthy this is like there's <laughs> yachting and there's formula 1 and there's the principality of monaco and the three all really go together and they spit out this great show and i it's just i learned so much and i love it
1: i love the fact that europeans still love sport like sport. Individual, like it, it's not like they still appreciate track they love cricket they love racing. They love all these different kinds of sports in America. I think we tend to get a little bit more clustered around the, uh, the big four. But in Europe, like they really do enjoy a variety of different kinds of, of sports. But are you going to F1 Drive to Survive for the sports or the drama?
0: I'm going for the drama for sure. But that's sort of how I view sports in general. Like, obviously, I, I love the NBA and we, I, I like the NFL. I, I like all, all American sports. And I like them because of the personalities. And what the show does is it really harnesses The different big personalities. And there's a couple of like really fascinating, interesting people. In season two, you get a real window into um a celebrity in his own right and probably the best Formula One driver of all time, Lewis Hamilton, Mm -hmm. who dated Nicole Scherzinger for seven years. And like if you read the Daily Mail like me, he is just like a, a staple and he has been for many years. He's like super mega famous. He's like a cool celebrity. So like Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union are friends with him and the Kardashian Jenners are friends with him. But then you watch the show and you find out that he is the best driver of his generation and maybe ever. He's incredibly humble and like everyone likes him. And the other thing that you learned about Formula One is that like it's a sport that while the while the drivers are famous, like hundreds of people work on each team. There's engineers who are making the cars. And it's such a specific and like frankly unfair sport that it's pretty, yeah. it's pretty compelling and lends itself to drama.
1: Do you think that it has given you an appreciation for any of the more American-based car racing activities like NASCAR or Indy, or are you just is it the European glitz and glamour for you that's the draw?
0: I have no interest in, in NASCAR okay. and Indy. Here's why Formula One is so unique, and the show really plays this up. It's basically a lot of really cocky and, for the most part, affluent young guys who are like just from the beginning competing with each other. It's sort of like if Richie Rich met James Bond and became a sport of some kind that involved like, like car racing. I don't really know why it's so popular. Like, do you understand why Formula One as, because I've learned Formula One as a sport is wildly popular.
1: Yeah. I don't, I, I mean, I think for one thing, the Grand Prix wind up taking over cities. So I think it's yeah, almost like it's the same cool. way in New York, you know, the New York City Marathon is such a huge deal. The Boston Marathon, the LA Marathon is even a big deal. In Philadelphia, there's a couple of, uh, cycling races that are really huge. I wonder whether or not the fact that it's almost like a holiday for that city, because when it comes to Monaco or when it goes to one of these European countries and takes over a city, it's pretty much like the Grand Prix in town. That's what's happening.
0: Yeah. It's sort of like the Kentucky Derby. That's what I, I yeah. came to realize. Like yeah. when each, each city like works towards it. Like obviously I knew about the Monaco Grand Prix. That was probably the most famous one. And for many of the drivers, their favorite course but it becomes, like, you're You're right. Like, it defines, like, a city sort of calendar in many ways. And then there's just so... The reason the show is so great, though, is there's so many characters that really, like, ham it up for the cameras and, like... They both acknowledge that they're on camera and like hoping that things like get cut, but then they also kind of can't control themselves. So, you know, a a lot of the main characters are the principals of each team. So essentially the GM. So like Jerry from the Spice Girls, Ginger Spice, her husband is Christian Horner and he runs Red Bull and he's like a major part of the show and he is great television. And then Mercedes is sort of like the best team. It's Lewis Hamilton's team. And the guy who runs their team is named Toto. And he's like incredibly charming and dashing and like everything you want out of an Austrian. And there's just a lot of characters that I, frankly, like, I, I guess it's because of the Monaco connection, but like, I really think about, they could all make great James Bond characters. <laughs> and then, and then there's just this like incredible access. Like if you like hard knocks, this is even more unvarnished and even more of a look inside how these teams work. That's and what I was going
1: to ask you is like, whether or not, what, what what's like um, a more traditional reality show that you would compare this to? Like, is it more like Vanderpump? Is it more like hard knocks? Is it?
0: It's like the male version of Real Housewives, which with a lot of hard knocks sort of production style. Okay. And I say Real Housewives because the characters like kind of like very slyly and very wryly insult each other, which is a real hallmark hallmark of at least the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And they they definitely do that. And there's just so much competition, but they're also proud that they don't want to acknowledge how much competition there is. And then there's like... The other thing about Formula One is that there's two drivers per team, and so they're both teammates, but also, like, always in competition with each other. Yeah. So there's all this this built-in animosity. They're, it Just Formula One operates on so many levels.
1: And F1 is a little bit in the news today, these days, right?
0: Yeah. So I was actually... I wanted to do this episode this week because it's announced that one of the drivers from Ferrari is leaving his team, Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. And I'm so bummed that Netflix won't have access to it. Like... It's, it's funny because I you know I don't know much about the sport, but like now I care so much about it through this lens that I'm bummed out that Netflix can't be there to capture what's happening.
1: That's so funny because it would be almost like talking to somebody from like Germany or whatever, and they're like, I'm so concerned about where Kyrie Irving is going to play next. Yeah. But like they never watch games or something like that. All right, so <laughs> yeah. Formula One Drive to Survive. It's on Netflix. There's two seasons. It's pretty digestible, I imagine. How many episodes per season?
0: There's 10 per okay. season. Half-hour episodes or an hour? They're an hour. Okay. I think if you like reality TV and you like sports, it's just, it's, for both. And like so if, if you have a household where one of you likes sports and one of you likes reality TV, you'll both be into it. I, I think it's a great watch for couples.
1: Yeah, I think it's also like it, you know, it's a perfect vehicle to get into a sport because it's sometimes yeah. like I've tried to explain European soccer stuff to people and I can feel their eyes kind of glaze over because you're trying to tell them so much information in one sitting. But if you can get it in this kind of delivery system, that's the thing I like so much about about this show. I just started watching off your recommendation, is just I feel like very immersed in the sport, even if I only have like a superficial grasp of it.
0: Totally. It's easy to get into it. Check it out, everyone.
1: Okay, will do. Juliette Litman thank you so much. This has been TV Concierge. We'll have more TV recommendations for you tomorrow.